welcome to episode 6 of Chitu Chatu. We're your hosts, Ashok Kandabolu and Julian Escobedo Shepard. Today we're here with web sensation Lola Pellegrino, a writer who contributes to Rookie and has an advice column on the hairpin called Ask a Nurse, and oh yeah, is also an actual fucking nurse. Dr. Lola, you are awesome. I think a lot about the X-Men. I have an X-Men tattoo, uh, symbol tattooed on the inside of my lip. Are you serious? Yeah, I, you want to see? Yeah. All right, I'm going to show. Whoa, that's so it's fucking there. awesome. It's there. It. It's like stick and poke. Because, like, I, they're mutants. They're, like, glorious mutants, and mm-hmm. so am I. And it's just, like, it just recently occurred to me that, A, there are people and, like, nothing bad has ever happened to them in their whole lives, yeah. period. And, B, there are people who, like eventually go somewhere and like they're like I feel good here like yeah I'm done and like I've never felt that way I've always code switched I've always had to be like a couple people at once yeah and yeah. always been able to be multiple people and like I don't know that comes with being mixed race and kind of gay and you know kind of gay kind of gay I'm, I'm gay as blazes so <laughs> have you ever told anyone that they were kind of pregnant <laughs> <laughs> I do sometimes when women when I'm counseling women with abortions and they are like super early and like I want to like kind of crack them up a little bit, right. which always happens. I'm like, I'm, I don't know. I can't right. be serious when people are crying. If they if they look like they need a joke, I always go like, but you're okay. You're like ten minutes pregnant. You, you got at least like fifteen more minutes until you have to make a decision. Right. Then they laugh and then I laugh. That's or, awesome. Or you could say you're only gonna be fat for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's your favorite accent? Oh my God, Rogue. Yeah. Oh my, I think anyone who, like... Wow, that makes sense from your prior statements. Yeah. Uh, she can, like, she feels normal and she's, like, totally normal and looks totally normal, but she can't touch people. And she yeah. can get, like, kind of arm's length away from people, but then, like, she always has this. I don't know. Uh, and her hair is really cool. That's uh, strike is she's awesome. She has ill hair. And the uh, green suit with the leather jacket. Uh, she's kind of like a hard femme look. Yeah. yeah. Right. What do you... And she's also a vampire, apparently, <laughs> Always good. <laughs> Wait, what do you really? Anna Paquin joke. Oh, Anna oh, Paquin nice joke. One. I was actually about to ask you, what do you think of Anna Paquin's portrayal of Rogue in the X Men movies? Um, kind of boring. Kind of boring, right? What yeah. the hell? Very boring. She's supposed to be like a, a badass Southern type chick, and she was a boring Southern chick. Yeah, but then and now she's like a boring Southern chick and. <laughs> it's a vampire. Yeah. We want that girl for our TV show. Like, yes. That's what they said when they saw the Southern Rogue Anna Paquin. Also, there's no, like, there's no, none of the really incredibly hot, like, tension between her and Gambit in the movies, because there is no Gambit in the movies. Right. right. Here's another thing. So my favorite X-Men character is Betty Braddock, a.k.a. The, uh, Psylocke. Partly because um, she has a psychic knife, which I, in my mind, that is my superpower, like... In my mind, I will stab you with my brain. <laughs> and and that also probably pertains to the fact that I'm constantly talking shit on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Twitter is my own psychic knife. How does a psychic knife work when she attacks you, the, the enemy goes, ah, and stuff like that. Yeah. You can't think yeah. or move. Yeah, Okay. pretty much. Um, why would they not? I actually get the more why they wouldn't put Psylocke in the movies, though. Because, right. like, how are you going to interpret the psychic knife without being... <laughs> right. Incredible. And there's already funny. there's already uh, Jean Grey. Oh, but she's boring. Like, oh, she's the manic pixie dream girl of the X Men. She's like the Whoa, carefree white yeah. girl of the X Men. <laughs> I never knew why I was so shut up. Has that boyfriend? They she's go on little like, dates in the, in the cartoon fucking... series. They literally go to dates in France by the Eiffel Tower. And I'm like, this is boring, even in this cartoon. All the dudes are obsessed with her because they think she has something like something like like not something special, but like something they can't touch. This like purity, this yes. mystery. But she's just boring. There's nothing behind it. Yeah. I always hated her. It's true. Now it's I know true. why. Yeah. This She's boring fierce. and nice. 
I think all the cool dudes that I know would always be attracted to the girls who were mean to them, <laughs> you know, which is another classic thing, but, but it's at least more interesting, you know, because it's very hard to explain even to yourself. <laughs> I, I, I get these great emails from my grandma who just learned the internet. Oh, grandma's the learning internet. Mm-hmm. And, um, she told me that the, th- the three things that I should remember about my tutus are, first of all, they all died of cancer because, uh, the Bronx is New York's like dumping site. Uh, for yeah. Um, and so the first thing was that they, um, they could turn anything into a story. The second thing was that they were always doing their exercises and dancing to commercials. Like, you know, like some sort of like calisthenics, like arm over your head kind of stuff. And the third thing was, uh, they could sleep anywhere and often did. And that was like, that was them. And they're, yeah, they're all gone. Oh. Yeah. So do you remember when music was super divided before the internet sort of jumbled it all up. And my, my favorite thing is actually around the, at the time of that Hollertronics was happening in Philly, like early 2000s, um, my friends E-Mind and Bo Blizz threw a party in Philly called White Belts, White Tees. <laughs> and it was like, the, the whole concept was like, whoa, this is a crazy mashup party. We're going to play like the Yeah Yeahs and Slim Thug. <laughs> like, <laughs> um that was a time. <laughs> I kind of missed that time because everyone who actually listened to all of this music was like, thought what they were like the coolest and so special. And like, yeah, we really like busted through. And now it's like, <laughs> now it's like, oh yeah, of course I listen to all that shit because right. of the internet. Right. I don't know. It was a funny time. It's over. Like I used to be when I, yeah, when I was younger, I used to, I remember there was a period of my time where I was like, God damn it. Like, kids these days they just they just like just dress like me because it's like freely available where I had to be like punk and then I had to be ska and then I had to be emo and then I was goth actually I was goth the whole time but like there was this like whole idea that you had to work your way through the genres and yes like, and then I like people were like people were all pissed because like you know they're like kids these days they don't understand what it was like like before the internet, they can just jump in, listen to anything, download anything, wear anything they want, right. and now I'm like, Things were like that's moderately awesome. less disposable when <laughs> yeah. I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. like, that, like, what are they going to, like, what? We were more thoroughly patronized people's cultures before <laughs> yeah. disposing of them. Um, I have an entry distinctly, I even remember it was in, like, a purple uh, handwriting, or purple pen, that was vaguely inspired by the movie Heathers, where I was like, I don't know what I want to be. Do I want to be a skate buddy? Do I want to be a goth? Who am I? Like, <laughs> like oh, this man. really... And ultimately, I ended up just kind of being everything, but also awkward. Manifested in wearing, as was fashionable of the time, wearing in, like, the my late end of high school, in uh, the <laughs> 90s, <laughs> Um, wearing, like, very, very large, uh, oversized, like, skater clothes that dudes wore pretty much, but I was, like, self-conscious about my boobs. Right. So I'd wear, like, triple X skate shirts and, like, huge skate pants and skate shoes. UFOs with the donkey on it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Like, skate, like, skate rave. Um, can you tell us about your present Facebook photo, which is of you sitting next to a Gucci brand chainsaw? Um, yeah, so I... S- Art. What? Was it art? Um, well, life is art, so. There you go. Yeah. Uh, nice. Um, so I started writing for Rookie. Um, uh, my friend Marie Lodi pulled me on and uh, uh, just to like write a bunch of shit and really, really excited about it. And uh, they had like, during Fashion Week, they had a party at this woman, Cindy Gallup's 
house, and it's this place called the Black Apartment, and it's uh, all the, uh, I believe she just, like, it's in Chelsea, it's in the old YMCA, it's insane looking, um, she has all this art, like, like the Gucci chainsaw, I think she has a real alligator dipped in gold, she has, wow. like, uh, hundreds of pairs of shoes, um, and the walls are painted glossy black. Um, she also has the coolest thing I've ever seen, and like what is now my personal life goal is she used to be an ad exec, and um, she has a blown up um, cover of Ad Week with her in like the most amazing blazer with her arms crossed. And uh, the headline for this cover of Ad Week is her name Cindy Gallup is Gallup Chosen. That's, <laughs> Yo, that's the whole thing. That's so boss. She's so badass, and she. The house is amazing, and yeah, so I'm like sitting in front of this Gucci chainsaw. It's fucking great. Um, well, I watched that video of uh, Cindy Gallup's. She has an amazing speaking voice. Mm-hmm. She, first of all, obviously she's the type of woman that like you always aspire to become when you're like you know sixty or something. You're like, yes, I have a collection of super weird outsider art in my black apartment, and also it's lined with my fucking couture shoe collection. And also, I'm talking like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's so cool. Um, and the motivation for that, you remember, the motivation for her apartment being like that is that she's, I guess, like in her 50s, and she loves young men, and she says, like, the reason I have it decorated is that if I bring a, like, if I bring a young man home, I want it to be a sure thing, and I guarantee you, it is. Yes. Fucking Gallup chosen again. Yes, Gallup chosen. Also, (laughs) she said that she told her interior designers that she wanted her apartment to always feel like she was in a club in Shanghai, and they're like, "Well, we're going to have to paint it black." (laughs) Like they did. And I think it's in some video or something. Someone shot a video. Makes total sense. But when I was there, I I was reminded a friend of mine was a grip on a Mariah Carey video and. Or something, like, maybe, and he was in her house, like, in her big apartment, and he said that she has a room, her apartment's so huge that she has a single-use room that's only devoted to the Little Mermaid, and so there's, like, a Little Mermaid bed and a bunch of video screens. Julianne, you're nodding like you really know this. Oh, I know everything about Mariah Carey. (laughs) (laughs) And it made me think, like, being in Cindy Gallup's house is, like, if you were that rich, had that much space, and you ran out of uses of rooms, what would your special room be? Like, you know, what, what is, like, what is the random thing that you would indulge to the point of having a single-use room? Uh, beyond, what would be beyond storage. Um, yeah. I like beyond storage. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I would just hire somebody, like, to just sit in there and hang. Whoa, Like, cool. 24 hours a day. Like, you know, like, bodega guys have, like, the person, like, just standing next to the cat, like, the Joe in the dirty white t-shirt, and he's just like, oh, no, I'm not online, you go. Yeah, like, yeah. Basically, just, just hire that guy for that room for my house. Wow. Yeah. Would yeah. it be a friend, or would it just be someone, like, the Joe of the bodega? Uh, you don't want a friend in your house. You know? <laughs> it's never going to time. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I just I would just hire, like, somebody who, like, would really love to just, just hang all day. Because right. those people exist. Marina Abramovich. Yeah. You should hire Marina Abramovich yeah. to just hang out in, our, in your... Um, Dap, what would you do? Uh, well, since I'm on the spot, you were saying... You were trying to describe the Joe and saying, like, a guy you meet in line at a deli or something? Yeah. I would have a very small bodega, and Ooh. I would have it in the front, soundproof the uh, door or whatever between my living area and that bodega. Every time I was bored, I could just sit on a crate up there and have people come in and out and stuff. They obviously have no idea that <laughs> there was a house, a giant, amazing house right <laughs> yeah. there, you know? That would be cool. And I could get uh, free peanuts or whatever, yeah. I guess that wouldn't be considered. 
Yeah. Peanuts yeah. <laughs> would not be a concern if you had that. But it's the little things when you're that rich, you know? And maybe, yeah. maybe, now it's getting to a sick thing, though. Maybe I could rotate the the deli man, and maybe one day it would be Ye- Yemeni or Egyptian, but another time he's Korean all of a sudden, <laughs> and then he's just an Indian guy, and then a white guy, which would be weird, and then a black dude, which would be weird, too. And then people, imagine how confusing that would be if the race of the deli guy without any sort of renovation, you know, happening would change. That never, ever happened. That never happened. Yeah. It really does and Seeing a Korean dude manning like a standard bodega, that's impossible. <laughs> so people would but be like, But you're that rich and you can make it happen. I could definitely make it happen. That would be cool. And also you'd potentially be employing right. a round of right. people. And I'd be, be married cool. to all of those men. <laughs> They'd be your what sister wives. <laughs> would only be revealed post uh, Post-death. Untold wealth. Yes. What about you? Yes. What about you? Yeah. It's okay if you don't. You know, I would just want a really nice writing room. That's really... What, what is that like? Well, yeah. I know. That's really <laughs> corny. I, but I was reading this story in New York Magazine about... Um, it was an interview with Michael um, Shabon, which I learned... Is that Really? That's how you go? That's how you pronounce wow. it. Okay. It's I learned in that story. I've been, always called mm-hmm. him Michael Shabon or something, yeah. or something, but it's yeah. Michael Shabon or something like that. Yeah, you already forgot. It's it. it's Shay it's Shay something. Yeah. And um, he name. and his wife have who's also um a, a novelist named um I yell it I learned yeah. that too I yell it Waldman and they so they built this like crazy barn in the back of their house mm-hmm. um where it's <clears throat> like designed. His side is designed to carry, like, maximum amount of books because he has, like, a huge book thing. But hers is just, like, tons and tons of light. Mm. And it sounded like the most amazing mm. place in the world because, like, I don't know. There's I'm an article hurting. about how the, 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 the person writing the article is like, it was the greatest place I had ever been, <laughs> like, more or less. Yeah, and how much. And Michael Shaba was just like, yeah, don't you love it here? This is the greatest place in and the then, world. And then she writes the feature in right. the place. And then, right. like, all the writers of New York it's flock Ma- to this magical thing. It's in Maine, which thing. I know, uh, which is, strangely enough, because my brother, having gone to Bowdoin, knows an incredibly beautiful place, of course. She And she has one bathroom dedicated entirely to Marilyn Monroe and one Moroccan bathroom. I You name your kids sure after your bathroom. it's extremely accurate to the culture of Morocco. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, she also has really cute dogs. She's got a room with Nick Cannon's nuts. <laughs> so stupid. That would be my room. I would just have. Uh, I would just have uh, Nick, Cannon's, Nick Cannon's nuts in in yeah. a just in make a sure display not to tell anyone. No, they shouldn't be in display. No, they should be hidden fuck in the wall. that. I would fucking have a room with the Star Trek holodeck oh, built entirely shit. a replica of That's it, and one. I would just go in there and be like. Fuck you! I'm driving the Star Trek Enterprise. That's good. Yeah. That well, they already be. gave that lady Voyager, right? So, we wouldn't be winning any bets. It wasn't that Deep Space Nine. Am Janeway? I yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Naomi Wolf. This Sunday, there was the Brooklyn Book Festival, and at 1 p.m. there was Tony Danza talking with Marty Markowitz. About which his is book, which an is absurd just, and amazing which concept. Which is like, we all exited the desert of the real when that happened. And then at 2 p.m., it was Naomi Wolf versus fucking Kate Bornstein. Okay. And I was like, why didn't Naomi Wolf just disappear when Kate Bornstein walked onto, sta- onto the stage? Like, yeah. basically, like, she makes, yeah, she, like, essentializes biology down to, like, you know, the vagina is the woman, the woman is the vagina. Yeah. And she, like, doesn't even doesn't even consider like a trans perspective i mean like it's so basic and it's just incredibly frustrating because 
you know, and like Anne Foster Sterling is, you know, she wrote this great book that just like kind of takes down science, you know, science is created, you know, like you can't, there's no such thing as an unbiased science. You know what I mean? It comes from, it comes right. from the patriarchy and, you know, it's part of the patriarchy. Oh my God, I'm going off on something. I can't this talk about awesome. this. This is awesome. So <laughs> science is always going to be biased. Um, we're always going to use like like we'll always use science which we created to like justify our explanations of our behavior like there and that keeps coming back like there's all these movements there's like you know even like fucking nature shows you look at like they're like you know this is this species is monogamous just like us and we're monogamous because it's natural just like the species and like we all laugh at that but then we have shit like you know fucking like evolutionary biology what's called sex at dawn Mm -hmm. where again like we're just essentializing and i'm just like what is the engine driving this shit like every time it gets like taken down whether it's queer theory or like you know like or like just like people's bodies people like kate bornstein who just fucking destroy that like she's an awesome do people ever ask you shit that you're like yo son you better take that to a fucking yeah therapist or like Uh, i don't get the therapist i get the like i get really great questions like um let's see uh like people wanting to sync up with the full moon like like, hey, like, how do I take my birth control? So then I'll just, like, I'll menstruate on the full moon. It's like, fuck yes, I'm going to help you do this. That's awesome. I've been asked this multiple times, which is fantastic. Or like, so cool. Yeah, or, like, I have bacterial vaginosis, which is, like, the most common vagina infection. And it's like, I want to drink. So, like, figuring out how to, like, allow this woman to drink on her spring break because the antibiotics that we give give you, like, a really nasty reaction. So it's, like, it's fun stuff like that where you just get to, like, truly personal. So, basically, like, the reason... So I have two certifications as a nurse practitioner. This is super boring, but I'm going to make it fast. So I'm a women's health nurse practitioner and an adult nurse practitioner, but I really only want to work in women's health. But, like, OBGYNs, like, they really only see vaginas. They're, like, they're like 50 years away from accepting the vagina as, like, something that can belong to any gender. Mm-hmm. And so I had to get the second certification in order to, like, see, quote-unquote, male-bodied people who were women. Are you serious? Yeah. So most of my training is, like, with trans women uh, yeah. and, and cis women, and that's the way it should be because I want to see women. But um, up, until, up until that changes, which is going to be a hell of a long time, like, I need two certifications for it. That's so fucked up. And, uh, yeah. Fuck you, medical establishment. Fuck you, medical establishment. Also, <laughs> pay me, please. You want to hear the coolest thing? Yeah. Okay, so um, there was this one dude who, um, basically, out in Nebraska, um, there's a lot of, like, meatpacking plants, and there's a lot of meatpacking plant accidents. So he got degloved. So if you imagine somebody taking off a glove, now imagine somebody getting their skin taken off like a glove. Wow. on their hands so like literally and then it, you know they put it back on but then it's like they had to graft it back on so it's going to take a very long time to heal and it's very very hard to heal that much at once wow. you know because the, the world is dirty so what did they do they put it they took his hand that was bubble boy's hand no they better than bubble boy's hand they cut a hole in his in his stomach and his abdomen took the hand and put it in there um and so it could heal because your gut so your body is sterile Everything except your gut. So everything is sterile on the inside. So they had a perfect sterile environment. So they put his hand in there, and for six months he had his hand, and it was feeling beautifully. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's true though. And um, so the only care that the nurse had to do, so there was a home care nurse, which is what I did, because everybody lives like you know 25 miles from the hospital. She just had to go in and clean clean the wound that where his hand was going into his stomach, stomach. and just like make sure it was clean and dry. And I remember she told me that. She asked, like, can you move it? And he was like, yeah, I want to feel it. And he, like, 
kind of, he obviously couldn't grab her hand from inside of his stomach, but he, he definitely, he, so? he definitely put some like <laughs> alien one, two, and he had That's some real drilling into the brain when you have a headache type <laughs> medicine right there. That's but what's it works. so fucking crazy about, I don't like surgery at all. I like things that are like complicated, but I don't like things that are urgent. And it's like, people think surgery is, or at least I was in the impression that surgery is like, people are highly trained and they go in there and they do some magic shit and, the, and like and you're, you have like a black box inside and then like they're done everybody claps and it's like eight hours of like the most crazy shit that you could possibly imagine like er like er and that's actually like this like so boring and simple and it's like there's too much of this here i want to cut it out yeah. or like this shit scratch here. my nose please Somebody come scratch my nose <laughs> like <laughs> this thing will go here now and it's just like it's like there's a very human aspect to it and like surgeons literally are just like moving your body around but i found out okay so there's this amazing book called shit i'm gonna forget i think it's called a story in asphalt um a history in asphalt and it's a dude went to every single street in the bronx and wrote a history of why all the streets are named the way they are um, and, uh, Jerome Avenue, which is, like, one of the main concourses of the Bronx. Um, okay, so how was Jerome Avenue named? So, um, when, so back in the, back in the way, back in the day, when they were settling the Bronx, um, there was this one incredibly rich dude, Sir Jerome whatever, or Sir something Jerome, and he sort of developed the area. He brought out, like, a fancy, like, horse polo track. He was English, and, uh, married this lady, blah, 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 like, really, like, not uh, not industrialist, but yeah, settled the area. And um, then he died, and his widow was still kicking. And uh, they're like, you know what? This 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 road to the racetrack. This is this should be like a real road. We're gonna make this a real road. And they're like, who should we name it after? They're like, how about this rando? And uh, they they were gonna name it after like an alderman or some like random dude. And uh, I think her name is Kate. Like Lady Kate Jerome heard about this and was so infuriated by it that. Overnight, she hired an entire team of um, just like people to hang Jerome Avenue signs, and they were like pure brass and like extremely heavy and really put into the fucking ground. And so that when everybody woke up, they were so embarrassed. And it's been Jerome Avenue ever since. And that was Winston Churchill's grandma. Whoa! Yeah. Badass. That's so, so Winston Ill. Churchill has an American mother who's the daughter of those two people. Winston Churchill's grandmother has something to do so, with the Bronx. Yeah, isn't that fucking great? And like, that's yeah, awesome. Th that's so Bronx. It's just like, oh, they're gonna do what? All right, fine. And just having all these signs forged. Right. And, yeah, putting them up overnight in the cover of darkness. Yeah, that's great. awesome. Yeah. I feel that. That's so cool. That's a happy story. There's one. <laughs> there, we got yeah. one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, of course. It's awesome. Sweet. Love You've you been listening to Chitu Chatu with Lola Pellegrino.